Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Um, yeah, just uh, thanks for – sorry we're doing it so early today. Um, hopefully, um, we got out there. I'm going to tweet out to people too now. Yeah, I, I, for a second there, I thought that hat said LBJ. I thought you were a big LeBron James fan, but it says LBK. Yeah. Well, that's funny because we were talking about LeBron James the other night at our uh, – at our at our Stanley Cup uh, pregame meal, I was with Ross. So uh, let's uh, we should, we should explain how this works. So like when you have when you're in the media, this is pretty funny. So you have you have there's a you know you're normally during the year there there teams will have little pregame meals and they're you know they're they're okay they're not great they're they're fine they're serviceable you pay like ten bucks and you get whatever you want you know and um, how's the food in Toronto Mike is it pretty good before the games or it's it's not bad, but uh, you know me being on me being on a on a budget and traveling so much, I usually wait for the free pizza. They have free pizza at a certain instances. Oh and really? The, and and the dinner the dinner is is good, but it's I think it's twelve bucks Canadian, which is equals out to ten bucks American. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I got it occasionally, but it's pretty good. Yeah. So we um, but so but what, what teams do? They do step it up for the for the finals, and um, you know we've had I've been you know in Boston once they had lobster actually for the final, Ooh, wow. um, and you're still you're still you're paying like ten bucks um, I think fifteen times, but you know it's 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 no big deal. So you know usually you do them. I um that I happened to find that there was a Chick Fil A. There's Chick Fil A's in the concourse of the um of the arena in um in Washington, and I'm like a huge Chick Fil A fan, so I just I just did that. But I met, but um never uh, had Chick Fil A. Russ and other and others were in the, in the media meal meal. So I went down there and I sat with them in the media meal, not eating, yep. but sitting with them. So <laughs> we're sitting there, and uh, and Russ, tell us what happens next. It's pretty funny. Yeah. So and, and here's the thing. I'm even going to go one step further because yes. this meal was great. It had really outstanding soup, crab cakes. It had spectacular desserts. It it had um, fingerling potatoes. Like if you paid for this as a regular meal, it would probably be like. Thirty bucks, easily, easily over, and easily better than ten dollars. Like and actually, and and I wrote about this on my website, Sportsology, because Ted Leontis is such a good owner that people really want to work for him. One of the guys, one of the cooks, workers, was saying to me, "Hey, how is this food?" And I said, "It's good." And he goes, "I want a review for you. I'm going to come back, and I want you to tell me how it is." I said, "I could stop you right there. This is my second trip through. This is really good food. This is." excellent food and he goes well we we pride ourselves on like being a four-star food service wow really good yeah i'll totally agree it was, it was, so, it was so that's the setup yeah so, so espn walks in and they've got like seven yeah. paper bags that you would normally see in like a chinese takeout place more, more than that like i would i would say like you know the kind of that of thing that you would be handed if you were staying at a hotel like for a wedding reception yes like, yes, yes big tall bags you know yes. and um and you know now by ESPN we mean like you know um, uh, like who who should Levy, you know Barry Melrose Barry Melrose, like yeah, these, and you know yeah so the, and these are like the people that work <laughs> mainly Levy is the funniest thing all right so 
so yeah, so they walk oh, in. The, the entire the entire ESPN hockey department, yeah. three and people. So I did some reconnaissance, right? I did a I did a walk by because I was curious. Like maybe they're bringing in Chinese food, and okay, they don't have Chinese food here. But like, I saw that one of them was eating spaghetti and meatballs, and I was like, really? You're gonna pass up like great crab cakes, like really four star crab cakes and crab soup for spaghetti and meatballs. And this is I like, did. this is not the first night. Understand though, this is like, it's not like they were worried there would be a good meal there. The first game, you know, like I can see that you got the first game, you're like, okay, there might not be good food here. Um, because these not, guys, they probably have like riders and stuff like that. I need to have whatever beforehand there. I, I'm not. I'm not the most daring eater, and I've never. And not. Not because we don't. You can't get good crab cakes in Buffalo. At least I don't. Not that I know. Not that I know of. But I've always wanted to try them. And if I was there, I would have dined out on the crab cakes and the and the potatoes. That, that oh, would. I would have gone crazy. It was amazing. So that- <laughs> you, know, this, you know, this is like this is like you know, Mama Ojello invites me over for dinner, and I bring my own food. And put it, and put it on the table, like because this, they're, 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 this is like slap this. you across the face and say, "Get out!" Exactly. There are two areas, there's, like there's yeah. a partitioned area of this that so you have to like walk through a door to get into this. So it's not like you know you're not talking about like there's the media. There's all over there. There's all the media tables where people are working, and then which is then all this is happening inside the and the, they did this in Toronto for the World Cup of Hockey too, where they go where the basketball team practices and they make yeah. it a big. This is all inside, um, inside that. So this is this is bigger than normal. They would have there because you know they have so many media people. But for the NHL, Stanley Cup Finals, you got hundreds of people there. So they've got big things, and then a proportion, and then then like a sectioned off area for eating. All right. So they with round tables like you would see at a wedding. So we go. So they put the, they've come, walked in past the people you pay with their big bags of food and put them on the table. And in our, in, and really, when I was there, it was just basically Steve Levy eating from hundreds of little like. Looking like you know, the feeling of like that you get when you order too much takeout Chinese, like that kind of thing. Like, all right, we've ordered too much. We've ordered too much food. Too much mushu. <laughs> it was just fun, and their food was so good. So, like Russ and I were like, wouldn't it be awesome if we just like went over to the table with a twenty dollar bill, put it, on, put it on the table, and just picked up one of the bags and walked away? Right. Like I'm, I'm like, I mean, this, I'm like challenging. Like I, this is this is when I wish like. We had like you know like Tom Laidlaw who's writing who's gonna be writing for us now and doing some stuff for us. This this is where you want a guy like that who would just do that and have fun with it. Laidlaw would do it. Yeah, he would totally do it. I I was like none neither of us you know we you know you don't want to be disrespectful and I I it was just funny because it just was awkward. Um, but you know this is how this that's how this stuff works anyway. I think it yeah. was. Uh, maybe. Should, should should we mention that Russ or no? Nah, nah. Oh, okay. All right, we just we just shared something, shared a, a commonality shared from a food, uh, hot food take. Yeah, but okay, we'll we'll, we'll say that for we, some. We legendarily talked about food before at, at games, you know, and how uh, you know the, the devils, you know, give us nothing but the the uh, the onion dip and, uh, and, well, I, and and actually Eric Eric still had the pictures, and um, Sheng Pang wanted to actually see the pictures, and when I saw the pictures, it was so reminiscent of like a bygone era. Where like we were pulling drinks out of a garbage can, and and there was like you know pretzels and potato chips, and <laughs> it was funny, man. Oh, yeah. My memory of that was like the onion dip just rotting away as we go into the second overtime of a, of a game, and um, curdling. Now to peel back what was going on in the Washington press box, you had popcorn, you had red M and M's, you had Jolly Rancher candy, you had like a, a party mix. Yeah, like pretzels and stuff. You had like, and at least two or three other things that I passed by. 
Yeah, they had good stuff in the, in the press box, actually. I mean, but you know, none of this compares to like you know, I think it's Buffalo that brings out desserts and stuff like that. And oh yeah, Boston, oh, Bo- Boston does too. Buffalo, Buffalo has gotten much better in terms of the variety. You know, they like this year they brought out like carrot cake yeah. and a diff- different thing, brownies and things of that nature. I have to say though, to, and, and I don't think they'll be upset about this in Toronto. The tradition in Toronto is the first period ice cream sandwich. They load they load up the the, the freezer there with uh, with uh, Oreo cookie ice cream sandwiches and uh, and uh, uh, cones. Um, and now the thing is though, the Toronto press box is so packed almost every night, even during the regular season, that it's a race after the buzzer to get to the ice cream before it's gone. And you know believe me, before the end of the intermission, right? They're like they're going their head. Well, over yeah, some some people are, but most people wait until after the buzzer. And th- thankfully, I thank the Toronto Maple Leafs PR staff. My seat for the year was right near the uh, the ice cream, so I got it every year except the final game of the season. And I was so pissed off that I couldn't maintain my streak. Well, here's the thing. Just <laughs> one one last Toronto connection because I thought this was worthy. Um, you know, I saw Mike Zeisberger there, and he's a big man. And and he sees me, and he wants to do the 70s bro shake, you know, with the thumb. <laughs> and he does, right? And we made a noise in the in the media room. Like, it was almost like we, we were, like, locking in for arm wrestling, like, for over the top. No, no, no! I know what it was. It, it was, it was, it was the greeting between Carl Weathers and Schwarzenegger and Predator. They, yeah. they, they grab each other and 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 it's like they're both flexing <laughs> muscles. Yeah, this was after the game, and and you know, like with maybe two minutes to go in the game, we're getting ready to go into the locker room, and you could hear it. And I was like, "This is a big man, man." <laughs> Well, there, there was a pic, there was a picture. I can't remember who posted it. And I retweeted it. A picture of Mike Zeisberger standing behind all the draftees, all, all the you know, that were in Washington for Game Three. And I says, I think Zeisberger's getting picked overall. Look at the height advantage because he was standing behind them. Total giant. I know. <laughs> I know. It's funny. I usually like to, I like to have uh, I usually like to have dinner with those kind of guys like Steve Simmons, yeah. and Zeisberger, who like. Yeah, I saw Simmons. We were, we we chatted briefly. Yeah, like the night before. I mean, game one, I it was Kevin Allen, Zeisberger, Simmons, and I, and it was just it's funny to hear like because they are definitely the epitome of the jaded uh, hockey journalists, you know, oh. like <clears throat> the cranky old hockey writers as I like to call them, who are just really you know. What I asp- what I aspire to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, you actually are. You're there, Mike. You're, you're, <laughs> yeah, I think you're there. Don't say so sure. Absolutely. You've definitely already achieved that cranky old hockey writer. Hockey writer. Well, so, be old at least. Started. <laughs> right. uh, Let's start the show. Peter uh, will be joining us in a little bit. Okay. Who's going to join us? Peter. Really? Okay, good. Good. Cool. Good job. All right, here we go. <clears throat> One second. Let me take a drink. Mm. One thing about doing a show outside is if you don't know, have any allergies at all. <clears throat> oh, yeah. That's why I don't go outside much. Allergies kill me. Yeah, it's really bad about here. Um, all right. Oh, um, by the way, I got I got a comment about <laughs> this the other day too that I wear this shirt a lot. This is the um, if you, if you ever watch the show Parks and Rec, um, it's one of my. I, mean, I know of it. I, I haven't watched it very much. I'll be honest. Yeah, it's, it's my. It's one of my top three all time favorite shows. It's it's hilarious. So well written. So well put together. Wait, wait. So you're saying. That it you like it better than Seinfeld? Is that what you're saying? I will put it in definitely in that world. Wow. It's close. Cool. I mean, wow. it's really that good. And I did not better think than the Office. Are you saying it's better than the better Office? Than the office. It's better than the Office. Yes. And, oh, I love the, and I love the Office. No, you just have to. And I'll tell you that I felt like it wasn't that way. And I um 
So someone told me one time to start season two at the um, it's like Bill Puck's Duckin or whatever. I, you told me about that, and I and I did, and I watched it. I'm like, okay, this episode's good, but like I've almost sworn completely off half hour comedies. I I, I haven't watched the off. I didn't watch the Office. I didn't watch Parks and Rec. Well, watch the Office. Just watch it on Netflix all the way through. The it's Office, so the office so is relevant. amazing. The Office is amazing. I mean, and there's no question about it. Seinfeld is. Is legendary. I mean, I, I, still holds up to. Thirty Rock was pretty good for a while. I'll doesn't, tell you what doesn't hold up anymore. Man, Thirty Rock doesn't hold up very well. No, and Mash doesn't hold up very well either. No, it, you just it accept like that for what? Fire bad jokes. Like they should have let Alan Alda act a little, but they never really did. Yeah, no, it was a funny. comedy. You remember it very differently. I tried I to like to very differently though, Mike. It really is interesting. My kids, my kids, um, you know, they saw Henry Winkler on something, and I was like, "Oh, you know, that's the Fonz," and they're like, "Um, like what? Who's the Fonz?" <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, come on, guys, you got to at least see." It. So I showed him a couple. Let's jump the shark, mean. I know. That's what I told. Explained it to him, and I said, "Um, which you know, so there's probably a lot of people out there don't know what it means, but um, show them. If, if, if they may not like Happy Days because it was a little like from the era and slapstickish." You should show him Lords of Flatbush. He's still the same guy, oh but God. it's a really good movie. Oh yeah, okay. Because I mean, the thing about it is, this like Happy Days was a movie. It was was made in the seventies about the fifties. Yeah, Happy Days. Remember, was made in the seventies about the fifties. Yes. So um, that's and it was based. It was basically a ripoff on American Graffiti, which starred Ron Howard. So there you go. Oh, right. And, like and, so like and, the and was in that for twelve seconds. Yeah. So we're talking about the Goldbergs was made in the two thousands about the eighties. Yes, um, it's very funny how. So, but so when you're going when you're going back now, you're looking at Happy Days is like 60, 70, 80 years ago, whatever it is. Yeah. So it's kind of it's kind of crazy. So th yeah, th it definitely does not hold up at all. But I, and I tried to show the kids, and they like they just didn't get it. <laughs> That's why Lords of Flatbush they might like as a period movie. I think they could yeah. deal with that. Yeah, yeah, I really need to see Perry King. <laughs> all right, let's go. That's um, this is good stuff. Good stuff. Um, all right. Parks and Rec, you gotta watch Parks and Rec. I'm telling you, you'll thank me later. Um, give it time, Mike. Give it time. You gotta give it like four or five episodes. Hello, hockey world. <laughs> Hello, hockey world. It's Tuesday. Is it only Tuesday? Wednesday. Thank you. Thank God. I'm like, oh, thank God, it's Wednesday. All right. Hello, hockey world. It's Wednesday, June sixth, twenty eighteen. I'm Michael Ocello, and today is the seventy fourth anniversary of the invasion of Europe. Also known as D Day. Yeah, I'm Russ Cohen. Way to bring down the show, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me for bringing down the show with history. And I'm Eckland, and you're watching Hockey Buzzcast on HockeyBuzz.com. And I just realized this is my buddy's birthday. I got to call him. Um, you're watching Hockey Buzzcast on HockeyBuzz.com. Is your buddy's name buddy? No, 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 no. Just a good friend of mine, my guitar player for my band. Um, would be 52 today, I guess. You're watching Hockey Buzzcast on HockeyBuzz.com. This is the podcast that comes every Monday through Friday at this time. Or, no, it's just, just say daily. Um, <laughs> um, and uh, you know, today we're going to talk about a lot of things. Um, I wasn't on the show yesterday, obviously. Um, yeah, it was funny because the, the news broke about maybe yeah. 45 minutes before the show. So we talked about the for the first half about the Islanders and where things are going. And, and act, it, you know, uh, as soon as – Doug Waite was fired, and as soon as they or both of them relieved of their duties, they're still going to be with the organization. I immediately said, "Okay, the two leading candidates, unless 
there's something unforeseen like Barry Trotz going there or as Kevin suggested. And, and, and this is the thing. Lou has a history of hiring veteran coaches, but he also has a history of hiring young coaches. He's hired Brent Sutter as well. Yeah. Um, the first two names that popped up in my head and I, and I tweeted it out were, were DJ Smith and Sheldon Keefe. Now, Sheldon Keefe has long had a relationship with Kyle Dubas. And if, if the Marlies win the Calder Cup, I, I'm not sure if he'll stay there, but there may be. And we know that the, 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 the tree of Babcock assistants who have become NHL head coaches going from Todd McClellan to Bill Peters to Paul McClain, you know, the, a long, a long line that maybe Keefe, um, you know, may, maybe Keefe uh, would move up as an NHL assistant because there's nothing else for him to learn or not, but that they do love the way he, he, uh, he develops their, uh, their young players. So that's a possibility. But DJ Smith, he's won a Memorial cup. He's an Islander, former Islander draft pick. It makes a lot of sense. And Babcock had talked him up when he won uh, the, the NHL PA did a poll in March of assistants that should be head coaches and dj smith was the leading guy so i and when you reported it i, I said this makes total total sense yeah and i was given it as like um so this is the you know in this day and age of twitter you know like breaking breaking something is virtually impossible and yeah. and um you know but you can i but you know rumors are still rumors and that's always yeah. that's what i like that so that's why i really i really don't focus on breaking things as much as i used to but once in a while when you're talking to somebody about something else person's like yeah i just got off the phone with um a good so, buddy and i can't say who that is but a good buddy uh, that's a mutual friend of mine and of dj smith and uh he says yeah he, um he says i've known since yesterday that this guy says yeah i know since yesterday that garth and we're gonna be fired today and i'm like well thanks for letting me know yesterday i appreciate it but he's like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> he's like but um but he's like yeah and then dj's gonna be the next coach and i'm like i'm like and I, at that point i was like running like crazy as you guys know i was like just i wasn't able to do the show because of family stuff and i'm like i'm at a doctor's office i'm doing all kinds of stuff and uh i don't even know if it's on the internet or not like by that point like i'm thinking i'm thinking to myself okay this is definitely on the internet um already so i just put I, it up. I think and i'm not saying this to boast i think i was the only because after yeah. you reported it i did a search i think i was the only person who put out dj smith as as a connection yeah, yeah. um but and there was but it wasn't because i was told from anybody it's just yeah. i mean basic common sense regarding where he was and the reputations of you know smith and keith as potential head coach head coaches right right now they quit uh, the the um Official word, of course, is that you know there's going to be a search. There's going to be a search, right? Um, and uh, you know, I'm not saying safe thing in case someone does shake loose. Yeah, and I'm, yeah, and and right, and so this this, but I I do believe that this is going to it's going to be DJ Smith. Um, from talking further, and I said I went back and like, doesn't get attacked by a bird. Although that would make good. good yes, yeah, it would make good TV. Yes, I had the Canadian geese, those lazy birds. Um, yeah. <laughs> So and they should go back to Canada. Why do they summer here? Once you stop migrating, that's like the equivalent of stop trying. You know what I mean? Like in my opinion, if you're a bird, if you're not migrating, I mean, you, before, you, you you're think that you think they, my parents' couch, you know? You think they'd go back because everything is twenty percent more, twenty uh, percent cheaper. Yeah, but look, and, Alex Trebek came here and he never left. So whatever. <laughs> that's a good point. Um, if they were American geese, what they, is a bad joke? Anyway, we're so we we gotta, <laughs> we gotta get out of this rat hole. Sorry, um, get out of the bird <laughs> hole. Here. Um, all right, so yes, I do think it's going to be DJ Smith and the Fresh Prince of Piscataway, as I call it. Um, <laughs> but um, <laughs> that's my title for the show. 
Um, yeah, I, I do think that, you know, that this, and you got to get a picture of DJ and, and Lou and just put that underneath. It's perfect. Um, yeah. So we're going to see, <laughs> we're going to see something good. I think he's a great coach too. Some people, it was funny. We had somebody on, on Twitter that was going back and forth with you and I, Mike, and he was like, you know, Lou's like tearing apart what he, what he put together here. And the, the reality is like assistant coaches are every every team knows that assistant coaches are free to go and they want them to ex- yeah. succeed as head coaches if they have the opportunity. That's not yeah, like, and the, and the Leafs would not stop DJ Smith yeah. from going. I mean, I've, I don't know what his contract status is, but you know, Mike Bab, like I said, Mike Babcock went out of the way to espouse the, the virtues of DJ Smith as a, as a head coaching uh, candidate. And, you know, Bab, like I said, Babcock has done that for many. Well, that's, of his that's, that's, what, that's why he's a, you know, that's why people want to work for him too. You know, right. you know, you're going to work for Mike Babcock. You know, you're not going to get the job. You know, you're not going to, you're not going to take Babcock's job at any point. Like, you know, a lot of assistant coaches, you know, rise up and um, overthrow their head coaches, but that's not the case with Babcock. So I've heard Mike Babcock do that for waiters too, getting them going from a waiter to a head waiter's job. <laughs> he's that way. No, he's a good guy. So I'm does. fucking for Mater D. Come on. Uh, but but but, but yeah, did is it true that he coached Tavares and Junior? Someone put that out. No, so. he did not. Oh, that, yeah. And then that, that was that was the thing that the the person who was going back and forth with us was making insinuations that you know the DJ Smith was the reason why right. uh, you know that that it might be an inroad into Tavares. In fact, I really believe this decreases the chances of Tavares resigning simply because. Uh, you know, okay, he got he liked Doug Waite. He got along with Doug Waite. Now maybe I'm overweight. Maybe I'm weighing that too much. But I don't think DJ Smith is a plus or a minus in terms of Tavares. And right now, Lou has about what three weeks before July first to make some sort of impact move. He can promise anything he wants to John Tavares. I'm going to go out and get a goaltender. I'm going to get you a, right. star, a star winger until he shows it. Why the hell would I believe him? Why the hell would I even buy into it? Well, he and he came out and said that um, none of these. He said about Garth and Doug Wade that none of these decisions had anything. Lou said none of these decisions right. had anything to do with Tavares. Now, you know, I'm sure that that's the case, but. Uh, you know, at the same time, and and I kind of the reason I am a little bit more sure that that's the case is that Doug Wade I know was a big I know was uh, John Tavares was a big Doug Wade fan. Like this was somebody that he really yeah. did like, and I thought that Doug Wade was going to stay stick on stick on because of that. I really did. I thought that- one thing is because they're doing a coaching search. If there is a Tavares guy, then Lou will interview him. He'll have the opportunity to do that, right. and that could have an impact. But right now. There's nobody there, like you said, that's going to sway him for sure. And Lou is going to have a press conference today at four. I'm sure he's going to kill all expectations, which is what he does. But at the end of the day, we're literally a month from free agency. He's testing free agency. Yeah, at the absolute. Uh, this is the thing. At the absolute worst, I think Tavares is doing a Stamkos. He's going yeah. to five days before. He's going to J- June twenty sixth, which is the which is three days after the draft, which is I think a Wednesday. And he's going to the, that five day window when he can listen to other teams and listen to their proposals, and you know maybe gets a seven year offer from teams like Vancouver or San Jose or Vegas. Maybe gets a one year max offer from a team like Toronto that's got twenty five million dollars in cap space. He's gonna listen, and then right. then maybe he goes back and says, "Okay, I don't like these offers, or if you match this, I'll stay." But I think it's too. It's he's gone too far to not at least listen. 
And if you want to play conspiracy theorist, he and Tavares now are under the same agency umbrella. Right. I mean, Kovalchuk, sorry. Tavares and Kovalchuk. I heard that, yeah. Um, now, you know, also DJ Smith was part of the Wendell Clark and um, Kenny yes. Austin way back when. Yep, 1996. I, I, I actually, uh, he, Matthew Schneider, DJ yeah. Smith, and Wendell Clark went to the Leafs. Yep. Those great Leaf teams. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was the great Leaf team. The great Leaf team that tried to get Wayne Gretzky and said, "We're not going to pay the money for him." Yeah, I remember that. Thanks. Right. Hey, thank you, Steve Stabro. Right there, you go. So that's fine. Um, yeah. So I mean, this is it. It does sound. It does make it sound a little bit more like you know, Tavares is going to test free agency, like you guys have said. It's. It, I I, th I think it's. I think it's a definite. I don't. Now I don't think he's going to make it to July one. But I do think he'll make it to the five-day window. We may, you know, it may. What may happen again is what happened. What happened to us a few years ago. I'm driving up the QEW to Toronto, and then all of a sudden we hear th two trades and Tava and uh, Stamkos re-signing in Tampa within the span of 45 minutes, and oh, I yeah. almost no, drove no, off the road. No, that was the worst. That was the worst. That was. Uh, I will also give you a dark horse team that I've been hearing a little bit about for Tavares, and and that could be the Dallas Stars, and they are in a position to win, and. Yeah. Dallas Stars will have money. They have a great new coach in Jim Montgomery. They've got no uh, no uh, personal income tax. Yes, yeah, that's true. There's no state, tax, no state tax. No state tax. Like like like, like, like yeah, like uh, Florida. Right. So that they could be. They could be a quiet leader too. For, for well, the, the, the one thing, the one thing with them is. Sagan is one year away from unrestricted free agency, and if you sign Tavares, you probably are saying goodbye to Sagan. But you, but they might be okay with that. Yes, they might be. They might. They may say we're gonna go. All, we're gonna go. Go gangbusters for one year. Sign yeah. Tavares, keep Sagan, let Sagan right. walk, and say, Spets okay, there you go. Traded. Spets will get traded. They'll eat yeah. some salary. They'll trade Spets. They'll get something for him or some draft picks. Right. Nishushkin will come back. That's another big plus for them. And they'll have a coach that you know will be willing to work with them now. Yeah, so that's you know Dallas could be in good shape if you think about it. Yeah, yeah not that part. I mean, they really, they really do have. I mean, I'm not so. We got pieces like that. You're, you, it's a major piece. I like didn't think of it yesterday, but please, you know, everybody text, uh, tweet to Kevin Allen because they're somebody who I didn't think of yesterday because I just was blank in that moment. Yeah, he me with San Jose because he knew I. I I knew about San Jose, and it was just like that was just a bad moment. I was throwing a rumor out there that's kind of crazy. A rumor that's kind of crazy that I'm not even sure if I'm going to write about because I, I mean I've just heard about it a little bit. But I think more than more than taking it as a rumor, let's just discuss it as um, as its merits is what it could possibly be. Um, so let's look at it like speculation. Yeah. Because um, I hear that I've heard Tavares and, and the Predators mentioned a bunch of times and recently, and I, and then the thought was okay. The Preds, obviously, to do that, they're going to need to clear cap space. And Taurus. the thought process, no, not the thought process was Taurus and Rene. Um, and now that, no, you know, Rene would be a one year deal. Uh, obviously, he's got one year left, I think. Mm -hmm. um, so, but he comes into the island and gives them somebody that get, maybe gives the Islanders a, a, a little bit of a respite that they can they can look around for another year and not have to think about it as much because they would get well, a good. I brought up Rene like a week ago and everybody sort of laughed at me like there's no way the Islanders would get Rene. Yeah, no, well, I mean, it, it wouldn't. It wouldn't cost him one of the first round picks because you're not giving that up for a 37 year old goaltender with one year left in the contract. You mentioned that before, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You did, and I, I, I did hear it from somebody yesterday um, in Nashville that they had heard it, heard it, and I've been looking into it more. I'm um, having able to get a whole lot of confirmation on it, but it, it is something that 
just the speculation of it is interesting. I think. Well, it would be surprising if that came to fruition, if they said, okay, you see Saros, here's your, here's the number one job. Because in my estimation, I think he's a good goalie. I don't think he's a number one. Right. And he, then, then that puts same as when they had Nabokov. There's no difference at this point. Right. Then that puts them in the same. Then it puts them in a position like the Islanders. In fact, in a worse position because they're actually a contender right now. And if you're going into the season with UC Saros, no, they I, would probably have another plan. Yeah, I would. I would assume yeah, so. They would, have, they would have to be. They would have to be going after something else. But something that you know. But the money would work for them. I think the money. The money is the thing there that you know. No, I mean, the trades for Steve Mason. Then who knows? Yeah, right. I don't yeah, know what. But, yeah, something like that. I don't know what Randy. I don't know what Randy has as far as um no trade clauses and stuff like that goes. I'll look it up. Yeah, but the one thing that the one thing there though is is the fact that it's the long term money when it comes to Tavares because you're talking seven years when Tavares signs with somebody other than the Islanders, and if if Nashville was to make that kind of deal with Ellis. Up in a year with uh, Yossi up in two years. Right. That's a lot of money that you're allocating towards Tavares and not towards them, which is why I would say they would probably have to trade a guy like Turris because Turris signed for, I think, six years. This is bad when Cap Friendly doesn't even know. It says modified, no trade, no move, details unknown. Okay. Wow. Uh oh. Are the dogs loose? Who let the dogs out? The dogs out. I guess they were here. They were here. They were here a second ago. Just, I just Hot. was like curious. Hot dog. The only reason I'm concerned is because we have over there, we have a family of foxes living underneath the hockey rink. So I'm trying to. <laughs> well, there, there oh, so, I have I have it fenced off so they can't get over there right now. But um, so that, that hockey rink looks like Lillehammer, you know, way <laughs> after the Olympics. No, it doesn't. Where's Eddie the Eagle? <laughs> <laughs> well, that was Calgary. That was Calgary. Oh, I'm shot at the hockey rink. Yeah, come we on. We have eagles here. We do have eagles here. Pretty funny. I'm <laughs> shot at the hockey rink. I dare you. Um, <laughs> but Dan Craig's working on it. I don't want to get political, but I wanted to bring this up a little bit. Um, this is not. Yeah, we, we mentioned we mentioned the Eagles yesterday. No, not the Eagles. But did you did you get into? Was I sent Kevin a text? I don't know if you talked about it or not, but I said you know, kind of a layup would be, you know, the Washington Capitals. Oh no, I made I no, made the joke, but I, I made the joke, but I'm I'm half serious. I think the Washington Capitals will will definitely get an invitation to the White House because they have so many Russians on the team. Well, yeah, there's that part, but you know, will it, it's a, and it it also happens to be in the city, which is the amazing thing to me is that, and not not to get political, but just that that this is not. I mean, when you see the amount of people that are there in the city, that this yeah. is not even being mentioned um, in a tweet by Donald Trump is pretty astonishing to me. Like this, like saying, you know. Because this is, this, we're not that many blocks from the White House. Um, and, uh, you know, well, it, it really feels like, you know, it's surprising. Like, will it, will it get mentioned if they win it? You know, like, I mean, they I mean, didn't have a high ranking official at the game. Uh, Kevin was, didn't Kevin talk about that yesterday? They had, um, like, Secretary of Defense or somebody because he's gay. What, James Mattis was there? Maybe. Yeah, I don't well, know. I mean, it's just kind of surprising that you know. I mean, I'm not expecting Trump to show up at the game because I know that that this no, but, okay, but no, all right. I'm going to give you the reason. This is sports related, so I will now give you the reason why Donald Trump will never mention the Washington Capitals because Ted Leonsis was a fundraiser for Hillary Clinton and he helped post no. it. Okay, did not realize that. All right, well there you go. There you go. But, but I know there's a lot more. Um, there's a lot of Republicans who own hockey teams. I mean. 
Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. There's that. No, and, and, Republicans are on NFL teams, but they. No, I know, and but, I, I don't think that has anything to do with it. But I'm just saying that you know. That, no, 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 no. I'm just saying. I'm just saying that there's a lot of Republicans who run NFL teams or own NFL teams, and that doesn't stop Trump from destroying that league because they jilted him by not letting him in the league twice. So yeah, you know, I, that, that's a good point too. There, there's, a, there's, I think there is that aspect of he's it. He's not a Republican. He's a, he's basically an anarchist is what he is. Right. Right. So let's move on. But I just thought that it'd be interesting to see like the capitals, what happens with that? Because I mean, I do think that you'd have to think that if, you know, if the last president was there, who's more popular in DC among people, sure. because it's just, you know, the DC, DC itself is a very, very strong, Democratic city, you know. Oh, yeah. James Mattis is definitely a hockey fan. When the um, when the women won the U.S. Women, he sent a note to uh, to the goaltender. Oh, good. Hey, That's Peter. Cool. So we're joined. We're joined by Peter Tessier. Yes, a late arrival. We're just speaking for yes. a little. Um, but, um, Rooney. So you figure if he did that, uh, he probably would do something. Maybe even be at Game Six if the Capitals got in there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So actually, do you want to do you want to bring up we talked we talked about it at the end of the show yesterday. Do you want to bring up the uh, the Truba rumor from yeah. yesterday? Yeah. yeah. So um, yesterday I read something again. I was running around, so I kind of didn't make it very clear. And Mike was nice enough to, to send me a text and say that doesn't make any sense. And you were right because the way I wrote it. But um, because you know, uh, so JVR's rights are out there, right? And that's something that is definitely being discussed um among teams already. You know, and the. And I've been following closely. We've been following the, the saga that goes on with between Carolina and and Toronto, which is very much, you know, that they want, you know, Hannafin. They want Carolina wants to give Falk. Um, JVR's rights have been discussed in those deals as well as other things, because um, you know, and now there because, is because his brother plays in Carolina and they need scoring. And he's just, yeah, he's just, he's just, a, I mean, when it, when you get a guy who scores that many goals and is available, that, that's something that he's going to be very, he's going to make a lot of money. Very attractive player. So, um, and a handsome man at that. But, um, so anyway, so that's. But you're not ashamed to admit that. That's good. Yeah. So there's that. And then it felt from what I was talking to people that, that Truba's, um, that Truba's name started coming up again with Toronto um, for JVR rights and other things. Now the other things would be way more important than JVR's room, not way more important, but you know, it could be the kind of thing that, you know, JVR could be signed and there could be another, if, if he signed another thing is added or whatever, you know, those typical, you know, conditional things. But, uh, and it just makes me think like, I know Truba came out, you know, and said, Peter came out and said, you know, he wants to stay in Winnipeg and he's enjoying his time in Winnipeg and, you know, because they were having a good run. And he sees us now as a team, obviously that he can take several runs with, which he's right about, um, this is just the first of many possible, you know, I mean, Winnipeg is going to be a cup contender for the next several years. Um, but, um, I, I always wonder about that when that something like that comes out during a run like that, I always kind of question it a little bit. Like mm -hmm. it's easy to say that when you're in the middle of that, you know, when you're in the middle of that run, it's easy for a player to sit there and say, I love it here. But Truba had a long history of not wanting to be there. Um, I do have breaking news that we didn't bring up yesterday real quick. Um, Austin Matthews is now with the Orhawk. Yeah. And I, I was going to bring that up. Now Kyle Dubas is going to have to go one on one with Bobby Orr. Good luck with that. Oh, there you go. Well, no, I, actually, I think this is. You know, it, it was funny because um, I think this is good news. Well, let's let's talk about the Winnipeg thing. That, I, I, yeah, I, let's talk about the Winnipeg, but Winnipeg thing. Then I'll bring as that up. Exciting as changes of agents are to people out there. Um, I think, but for Toronto, this is big deal. A big big deal. But I'm, I'm just kidding around. I'm like, I always think the business of hockey is like one thing. But, but what people, do you think, Peter? Is, is it possible that Truba still goes? 
I, I think anything is possible. The, yeah. the the Jets have they have a, they have a looming cap problem that every team when you start having success and you bring a lot of young players in, you you eventually have to start signing some. Right. And depending on market inflation, where the salary cap is and how much you pay, mm-hmm. you you end up having to deal with these things. So. <sighs> I sort of, my last blog, I put out sort of, how do you see the roster unfolding? Do you see trades? Give me what your best pitch is. And I sort of put up the replies, the best stuff, and I went through it and looking at numbers. And I see some people playing Trubas, you know, 6 million, 6.8. And I sort of have to wonder if that's the salary range that he's in, can they make other things work? And you have to consider Hellebuck, you have to consider Morrissey, Wheeler's due after next season, Liney's coming in, then Connor, and then Myers. the year after Connor, Myers, and then the year after Connor is Roslovich. So right. your spoils of riches are that you're taking advantage of these entry-level deals. Well, but you is, eventually have to deal with the deals. You ha- you can't, they they right. don't stay there forever. Right. Well, so so Truba's the big ticket. Hang on. Truba's the big ticket. And if he's going to be your basically your heir to the throne of Bufflin salary in place, right? You better be damn sure he wants to be there, right? And not there because you're willing to overpay him, right? So but that's this, the question. This is the one. This is the one thing that when when I when I read the rumor and looked at the particulars of it. And look at look at the defense of Winnipeg, and you can and Peter, tell me if I'm off base here. Do, you know, right now, does Winnipeg have a bona fide puck rushing, you know, speedy offensively create? I mean, we we know we know Buffalo is 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 you know an offensive minded defenseman. He's a, he's a, he's a horse. Uh, we know that Morrissey is, is a really a good a good all around defenseman. Um, and Kaya Kaya agrees. I'm muting yeah. you for a second, Russ. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, to my mind, they don't really have somebody who is like Jake Gardner, who is a power play quarterback and a and a puck rusher of, of a certain level. And if they don't want to pay Truba six and a half to seven million dollars a year, which you know maybe that's the the range that they're we're talking about. Then they might be able to get Gardner. Gardner's making four million this year, and then is a free agent. But I, I don't think it would cost as much. I, I think that's a better fit for them. They don't, Mike. For all the things that you've said about Jake Gardner, yeah, they have Tyler Myers. Like they don't need him. Right. They, they don't need Jake Gardner if they have Tyler Myers. And here's the thing: I was just looking up game logs for Truba. Like he averages anywhere from twenty-one to twenty-seven minutes of ice time. Right. Hard minutes. Like he's not playing yeah. easy minutes. Yeah. No, right. he's playing hard minutes. He's excelling at them and he's doing really well. But it, the, the, the point, what it comes down to is, is winning and the likelihood of winning in Winnipeg and at the salary range that your agent and the team are starting to talk at, are those enough to say you want to be here? So the interesting thing and I haven't read, read it yet, was Mike McIntyre, the Winnipeg Free Press, put out an article. He went and had a long chat with Kurt Overhart. It was in the Free Press yesterday. I haven't had a chance to read it about what's going on. I don't know what's been said. I haven't seen a ton of things retweeted from it, so maybe it was rather benign. Boiler, but boilerplate. 
boilerplate stuff. But here, here's the thing. If Truba's true to his words, and you got to remember, he put this out there and yeah. he stood by it. I want top pairing minutes and I want to be the, I want to be the number one guy and get the minutes. I want my role to succeed and I want the option to do it. He was given all that. Yep. So you were given all that. Either you were blowing smoke or you weren't. Right. And I, I agree so, with you. I mean, so right. the, he's also got a bit of a problem there too. Yeah, like, he he, like he never, like he never thought the jets were going to actually do it. And now yeah. they have, but the question is here to me is, I mean, what is Jacob Truba? Like, what really is he like the, the, I mean, the idea is, you know, when I, when he first came in, he was, he was Drew Doughty. That's what everybody said. He's like yeah. the next Drew Doughty is going to be Drew Doughty. Um, you know, he definitely isn't Drew Doughty offensively. I would never have said he was going to be. No. Um, but, you know, but no, he, I mean, people thought he could develop into that. So, you know, and I, I you know, and, that, and so now, you know, in 17, 17 games this year, he's two goals and one assist in 17 yeah. playoff games. I mean, he's got three points and, you know, that's, that's a stay-at-home defense. They're just stay-at-home defenseman numbers, you know. They're, yeah, they're, but he's not a stay-at-home, though. He's really not. But you he know what he's cl- and, and I'm not saying he is this guy, but I think he is closer – to Shea Weber than he is Drew Doughty. He's a he's a yeah, tough he's in between those two. Yeah, a tough defensively responsible. He hits. Yeah, he can eat minutes, but I don't think he's going to be a point guy in your power play. That's why yeah, I think that's not know, a six and a, but I mean Shea Weber. You're not. He's not Shea Weber to the point where he's going to get. No, he says he doesn't have the howitzer that Shea Weber does, and he's not I a point. He's man. a two. He's a two in this league, which is. Yes. I agree. Two, is that is that something that Winnipeg is going to want to put six and a half million dollars into? Like that's a yeah, because I, I think. Eventually, they'll lose Bufflin's contract, and Morrissey yeah. will be the one, and he'll be the two, and that's the way it'll go. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, if, if you're trying to build this team and you believe in the pillars uh, of, of a team and, and foundations, um, and remember where Kevin Sheveldayoff cut his teeth in the Chicago organization. Right. You're going to look at, at your your um, your Truba and Morrissey as your one-two, your, 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 your Keith and Seabrook. The key is is how do you not get into the problems that Chicago had? Yeah. So like if you're Truba's agent, you're looking and going, well, look at what Seabrook's making. Right. And he's younger, he's better. Well, you know, and if you're shelled off, you said, well, Seabrook's got three cup rings. What's Truba got? Like, you know, you get all these arguments and things and, right. and it's a back and forth of how you value, value players. Um, well, I mean, one of the interesting players that's come out, in terms of um, comparables to Truba, is um, Brett Pes- Pesky? Pesky? Yeah, he's making four million, and that's yeah. But you know, is that your benchmark then? Well, I mean, yeah. To me, I right? think is Yossi your benchmark? To yeah. Me, to no, me, the, well, yeah. I mean, well, Yossi, come on, Yossi's on the worst, second worst contract in the NHL compared right. to John Tavares. He's making less than five. No, no, I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying. Yeah. So there's people who are telling me that Trubit six million is nuts, and then there's people thinking it's not nuts. It's not nuts. It, you have to factor in inflation. You have to right. factor in the fact that over, like, I mean, what do you think? Every agent who's now got a negotiated contract for a for a center in this league is going to say when, when the GM says, "Well, Mark Scheifele is only making six point one two, they're going to say, "Well, his agent was terrible." Right, and Ryan Johansson's making eight. Now this, eight. this, this and this, Ryan Johansson is the deal that has skewered everything because yes. remember when that happened, um, there was no way Drysaddle was taken less than eight. 
Right. But, well, and then and then see this is this yep. is the lesson. This is the lesson that Toronto and I'm just touching. This is the lesson Toronto is going to learn regarding Matthews. Matthews is going to be the last one of these big the, the the young core guys to get signed because after seeing what what. Edmonton did with McDavid signing him for 12 and a half, and then they had to pay Dreisaitl eight and a half. They'll sign Nylander first, then Marner, then Matthews. They'll, they'll save the, the the best and the most expensive for last. The thing about Johansson, before everybody wants to you know rip on him, at 25, he had 54 points, 14 even string goals. It's a you know, it's a pretty good season. Oh no. It's okay, but it's not an eight million dollar season. Uh, but you know what? But he is a a, a big centerman. Yeah, um, I, you know they gave up. They gave up Seth Jones for him, so they had to. They had to pay him. That's he's going to have better years from that. I think he is. But, the, but okay, so Mike, I, I yeah. agree with you, and Russ, I, I I agree with you too. The point is, is that that's out of all the contracts Poyle has on that team that he's responsible for. Yeah. That's hands down the worst one. No, I think and the it's worst. Not, it's not even I, close. I think yeah. the worst. So, I think the worst one might be after one year might be Kyle Turris because Kyle Turris didn't. Oh do yeah, I forgot about Turris. Sorry, but, but one 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 thing about Truba, and this is something we'll have to watch during the summer here, is that you know he's an RFA, so they yeah. qualify him, so they'll they'll retain his rights. I don't yeah. think you know it's a it's a pipe dream to think anybody's gonna gonna offer sheet him because that that doesn't that doesn't happen anymore. But what is going to be interesting is to see if he waits until John Carlson signs his new mm -hmm. deal, either with Washington or somebody else. And I know that they're not the same defenseman. What, what, when the escalating of the of the uh, of the the money in the league continues, and Shattenkirk makes almost seven, and I think Carlson's going to make seven and a half. Truba's going to go to the Jets and say, "Okay, I'll take six and a half," and they'll say, "Are you nuts?" That's what I'm saying. I think you know. Yeah. It's going to be a battle over money. I mean, he wants to stay, but he wants to get paid too. And if they, if he asks for, if Overhart asks for too much, then it's, I think you're right back to where you were in the sense that, okay, now we can't pay him. So now we may have to trade him. So let's, let's say that happens. Here's the variable, and Kevin Chevaldez talked about this a few weeks, a couple weeks ago when he said, don't be surprised and don't take it as concern if the arbitration process is used to some of our RFAs. Mm -hmm. And he's done that before. And in the summer of 2013, Wheeler, Little, and Bogosian and the Jets all were set for arbitration. All right. three contracts were done before that. So it's just a process to get people to come together, right? right. The difference with Truba is you don't want him going to arbitration, taking an award and saying, See in two years, right? If they take, if that, that's, that's the only difference here. It's it's right. very possible that the, the. I mean, I don't know whether it's up to the arbitrator or whether it's up to the team or the agent, whether it's a yeah. one year deal or a two year deal. But if all of a sudden a two year deal comes out of it, sayonara, bye bye. He's gone after the two He's years. Gone. And and maybe and maybe then, but you know, there's other sides to this too. So maybe that's not the worst case scenario for the Jets because you know you have two years to trade them, but right. you got two years of guaranteed salary probably less than what the next contract's going to be but it probably closes your window on who you can trade him to because they're going to want to know is he going to sign there the other thing the interesting thing is if he's saying no to winnipeg where else would he say no to it doesn't mean he'd say yes to toronto yeah right he like, may, may want to go to a u.s team he may he may want to go to a u.s team and that's sort of the underlying 
sort of belief, but it's not confirmed, right? It's all and the long belief has been that he wants to go to Detroit. Like that's where we've heard most. Like that's that's been the you know he grew up in that area that he wants yeah. to play. For but but honestly, honestly, if you look at Detroit's organization right now, and I'm not in, trying to insult them, what do they have that Winnipeg wants other than other than a top first round pick in this draft? You know the yeah. What what do they get? What do they give? I mean, Dylan Larkin, Anthony Mantha. Other yeah. than that, there's I don't see a, a it's, it's, it's shuffling the deck chairs, right? right? It, yeah. it, it's not doing them any favors, and 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 that's one thing we're really seeing is that GMs not aren't trying to pinch someone to 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 take advantage of the other team. They're more so trying to say. I can't just shuffle the deck chairs and expect that my team's going to improve. I have to add, particularly right. if you're a team like Detroit. So yeah, right. you can go to go to that wall and and, and get them. But again, yeah. you've only you you've you've stuck your finger in this hole and you pulled it out of that hole. Yeah, they they definitely need to add because it's right now you know their their defense is DeKaiser and a, and a couple you know like yeah. their their defense is hurting and they and they have some prospects coming up in the organization. Yeah, Chalowski will help that. Chalowski, exactly. Um, no, Russ, you said something about in the comments. Or there was somebody in the comments uh, taking me to task. Yeah, yeah, Adam Ziller, um, a uh, a Sabres fan, uh, mm -hmm. still taking you to task about uh, trading Ristolainen. Yeah, this has been something that's been going on for a couple of days. Well, well, I mean, and Adam, I I, I understand your your. Um, Mike's not alone on this, obviously. Mike's not the only. Yeah, one. I I understand your your balking at this, but I'm only telling you what I've been told by other people, and that is, there. You know, one of the things that Jason Botterill and Phil Housley are bound and determined to do with during this off season is change the culture of the Sabers. Now, you know, they're gonna do they're gonna do house cleaning things like. Buying out the final year of Matt Molson's contract—that's you know—that's that's just clearing cap space. But what's going on? There's been a losing mentality in this locker room. Ryan O'Reilly talked about it at the end yeah. of the year. It's been it's been pervasive in this organization for years. Fans are getting sick of it. People are dumping season tickets, and they 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 want this team to change. Now they have it. They have an opportunity here. They got a great young prospect in Darlene, who they're going to take first overall. Eichel is the real thing. He's a really good young center. They got some pieces, but they got they have players who have been around through this entire you know span of losing, and they really need to just again. Re, this is a team that needs to reshuffle the deck chairs, not get robbed in deals, not give away Ristolainen for nothing, but get value for a guy who's got value. He's under contract for another I think four years at five point four million dollars. There are teams out there that would love Ristolainen, but in Buffalo right now, he's playing a role that he's not suited for. He's not a number one defenseman. He might be a second pairing guy. And maybe, you know, in a year, Darlene is ready to take, you know, play 25 minutes a night. They're not going to rush him into that. But I oh, think they that they will. I think. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think bandits, bandits tickets are around $13 a game and you could wear your Tavares jersey. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, I definitely think that they will. Yeah, that's, that's, not, that's not happening. Yes. But I mean, just, I mean, we had Garth on oh, here. I see people with Tavares jerseys, Mike. That is happening. It's just with the bandits. That's yeah, you saw them as they were going as they were going someplace to buy a carton of Marlboros. We did have Garth on here the other day, um, who covers Buffalo. Really, is, is right there. That and you know, I've always trusted with the Buffalo Rumors. He's always been very good with them. Um, and he he agreed with Mike. He said, "Yeah, that they're definitely looking." At. I mean, so it's not. 
to me. It's I mean, not a it's not a foregone conclusion. It's not a definite. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's the possibility of them trading O'Reilly. I mean, O'Reilly made comments at the end of the year that weren't exactly complimentary mm-hmm. to the Sabres organization. But I'll tell you right now, I good luck trying to get full value for Ryan O'Reilly at seven and a half million dollars for another I think six years. You have a much better, t- much much easier time getting equal or close to equal value for Ristolan. You might be able to get. I mean, that rumor from Edmonton that came out last month. If you're talking about Oscar Clefbaum and the number ten overall pick for Ristolainen, if I'm Botterill, I call Peter Shirelli and say, "Done deal now." Yeah, and I'll I'll, gi- I'll even give you a fifth just to make sure. Right. You have <laughs> something to report on. No, you're right about that, Peter. Here's the other thing, though. I mean, Vegas could take. Ryan O'Reilly and really use them actually. They that's a player they could use because they yeah. are sort of weak up the middle with guys who could really put I mean, I don't know. Watching yeah, them know. watching them play live, I don't think he's fast enough to play with them. So that here's another thing. thing. I don't know if you guys have seen what's coming out of Vancouver. There's a ton of smoke around O'Reilly's name out of Vancouver. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, for sure. and, and what and what they're, what, very, what, they're very much pushing Granovan too. I mean, they're they're in Vancouver yeah. Hanif- yeah, Hanif- but but way stronger than it is in Toronto. Toronto but the funny, the funny thing is, I, I, um, I did a, I did a radio, uh, uh, radio hit on on Sportsnet in, in Vancouver on Friday, and they had a number of guests that I was listening to beforehand, and essentially. The fans don't want Hannafin for if it costs the number seven pick. And, and I talked to mm-hmm. Russ about this on the weekend. There are there are three defensemen in this first in the first round of this, this draft who are as good offensively as Noah Hannafin yeah. that they could take at number seven. And I, I, honestly, I, I understand the the market of the Vancouver market. They you know they want quick turnarounds. They want this team to be a contender. <laughs> Stop it. Stop rushing the process. You've got a, you've got young pieces. You're not going to be a contender, even if you slap something together like trading for Ryan O'Reilly and adding this and adding that. Just go through the rebuild for a couple years and build your organization. If you if you don't, you're going to make stupid mistakes like you've made with Brandon Sutter and other ones in the past, and right. just hurt yourself. What Stupid. does Ryan O'Reilly give the Canucks that Bo Horvat doesn't do? That's Absolutely what I want. Absolutely nothing. Right. Absolutely. So, that's your number one center. That's right. where you are now. Right. Accept it and either acquire one and no, develop one through it. the draft. I, I think don't, fine. Yeah. yeah. Don't, don't try and force Ryan O'Reilly in, wait, like, wait in into a situation right. that wait for Pedersen any better than he is. Right. Wait it's for, a, wait, wait for Pedersen. That's what you do. I, let I mean, let Pedersen, let Pedersen play in Utica next year. And yep. and finish twenty seventh and get another top get another chance at the lottery. Maybe you win Jack Hughes in the lottery. I mean, there, there so are better. One of, one of the executives there is Trevor Linden. Bo Horvat is sort of like that, yeah, like yeah. a modern day yeah. version of that. Yeah, imagine, imagine, imagine they imagine they luck out, Russ, and they get Quinn Hughes at seven, which maybe you know that maybe wishful thinking. They, but if they get Quinn Hughes at seven, and then next year win the lottery and get Jack Hughes, there's your tw- there's your Sedine twins all over again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I the one thing I said about Riley before, like I don't think he's I don't think he's fast enough for the league, but I was impressed at how well he played at the World Championships with McDavid, like on a line with McDavid as a winger. Um, and that was something that. Um, he really, he, you know, that so it's kind of struck me, you know, surprisingly so that I would not have thought that would have worked. You know, but his value is at center. You can't make him a winger with that no. salary. It's just not going to help you. And and the main the main determining factor with with O'Reilly and Buffalo 
is I, th I think what they want to do with Casey Middlestat. If Casey, they think Casey Middlestat can step in as a number two center at 19 years old, which I, I, I would seriously doubt, then maybe they would be open to trading O'Reilly. But I think Middlestat's going to play with the Sabres next year, and he's going to play on the wing, and they're going to slowly ingratiate him to the NHL, not put the pressure of being a center, the, the, the two-way pressure of being a center on him at 19. I don't that, know. That, he can take the pressure. I think he might be able to, but I, I don't think they, you know, I, I don't think O'Reilly's value is going down <laughs> appreciably if they keep him for another year. I was right, by the way, just, just want to throw this out there because I like to prove when I'm right and you guys are wrong that Casey Middlestat was the guy who did not do a pull up at the combine. I did get that from several people. Oh, Sam Bennett. Middlestat also. Oh, yeah. He couldn't do one. I think he did one. No, he did one. I was told he could not do one by people. No, no. We were at we were at that combine. Believe me, we were at he that combine. He did. Well, we could still be wrong. I'm not going that far, but yeah. Uh, All right. Well, I got. I, I need. I need to get more. Okay. By a couple okay. people. A couple. A couple people. You know, in the league, back me up on that right away after the show. Um. So I might, and they could be wrong too. We could all be. We'd all be wrong. Who knows? Anybody, we could all be wrong, but I just wanted to prove that I was right. That's all that matters. Um, well, actually, he did say he can't, he couldn't do a pull up, and I know he only did one rep on the bench press, but okay, yeah, that is accurate. Okay, yeah, there you go. So, I mean, even a broken uh, clock is right twice a day. <laughs> thanks, Mike. I really, I need that. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I guess that's all the time we have for today, actually. Um, thanks, Peter, for jumping on. I really appreciate it. Hey, my pleasure. Previewing the game, um, I as I wrote yesterday, I still don't think I. Still, I know you. I know I'm probably alone, but I still do not think this this Stanley Cup final is over. I don't um, think it's I, over, yeah. but I heard Mark Savard say it's just getting started, and he's he's a little bit off on that. Yeah, and tomorrow, by the way, tomorrow we'll have the uh, the voice of the National Predators, Pete Weber, on the show. Excellent. Awesome. Excellent. Perfect. Perfect. So yeah, so we'll talk about we'll talk about that game tomorrow night for sure. Um, and it's it's gonna it's gonna be a good one. I, I still think this is going seven games. I've, I've felt that all along. So we'll see. Remember, without the buzz, it's just hockey. We will talk to you then. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.